Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ball Caps and Bagpipes, a Scottish baseball podcast. I'm John McKellar, I play first base for the Glasgow Comets. And I'm Jason Deere, former league president at Edinburgh Cannon. And baseball Scotland Hall of Famer, Jason. Aye, that too. <laughs> Fire and other classics, and also co-host the Team Tops. Your uh, accolades are endless. Uh, tonight, or, I, we... or I have a lot of free time, either way. <laughs> well, I mean, no one's disputing that. We uh, have a very special bonus episode coming up tonight. We are going to round up the Baseball Scotland Awards dinner, which took place about 10 days ago uh, in Dundee at the Quay. It was hosted by the Tayport Breakers. I was there. Obviously, you didn't make it along. Uh, I had an absolute whaler time. It was a great night. It was very loud. It was uh, full of some of the top talents in the game in Scotland. Everybody looked sharp. It was uh, a great time. And obviously, we're going to talk to our guest this evening, who um, has a lot of kind of input into the way these things are run. Uh, we're speaking with the Baseball Scotland president, Paul Convoy. Welcome back to the show once again, Paul. Hello, I'm glad to be back on. <laughs> it's great to have you, man. And uh, overall, what do you think of the awards dinner this, this year? Obviously, we didn't have one last year. It's the first one since, I think, Aberdeen, was it, in 2019? Um, so it's been a while since we've managed to get everyone in the league into that same, I mean, like the same room and just have a good time and a laugh together. How did you feel it went? If, you, if you'd asked me at the start of the season, would we have one? I wouldn't have been able to say yes. But then as time grew on, and then I think just knowing that we eventually got got one, um, it, it went better than I could ever have hoped. For a Friday night, it was, it was a good turnout. And yeah, good time by all of them. Absolutely. And you looked rather dashing in your kilt with a slicked back hair, if I dare say so. Thank <laughs> <Again>. you. <laughs> Um, the first thing that I want to touch on actually from that night immediately um, is uh, obviously we had uh, several categories. You had your Rookie of the Years, you had your Gold Glove, you had your Silver Sluggers, um, you had the Haggis Basher and you had your MVP in addition to the Presence Award and your new Services to Scottish Baseball Awards that you instituted. Um, what I noticed right off the bat, uh, two of the first three awards that were awarded on the night went to women. And I just think that, again, uh, we've talked about this a lot, Jason and I, uh, particularly with some of the controversies that have happened down south a little earlier in the year. I think that it was lovely to see that. Um, and I think it, it speaks volumes for how fast Scottish baseball in particular has come uh, in terms of inclusivity and in terms of representation for women. Um, you know, you've got a couple of really talented, talented women that won awards that night. And I just wanted to say that right off the bat because that was the first thing that I did notice. Yeah, it was... One of the things that this this wasn't just a a nod to women. These women really earned their awards as well. You know, it's not just a like I said, trying to pander to any sort of political agenda here. This is women that won awards on the night absolutely deserved it. Especially the two rookies that won the awards. Aska has put in so much time and effort into training, as has Erin up in Aberdeen. It's you know they're they're true future stars of Scottish baseball in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with both. Um, let's start with the rookies of the year. Uh, I haven't been able to find it online. I don't think they were listed on the Facebook page. Um, I was there on the night, but I was also um, <laughs> fairly tired by the end. By the, <laughs> you even by were the time three lemonades deep, weren't you, John? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, was just, I was just rather tired from the trip up. Um, and I'm not a big uh, social gatherings type of guy, as you know. So by the time the actual event started, I was pretty exhausted. Um, but uh, let's quickly uh, go over the rookies of the year, Paul. Uh, who were the winners other than those two ladies you aforementioned? 
Yeah, so uh, I'm sadly I've not just posted them on social media yet. I've only announced to go Gordon Silver Sluggers, but uh, it was Skinner Kamarapinder from Edinburgh, Erin uh, Duncan from Aberdeen, it was Ian Davidson from your comments, and it was Jake DeBurker from Table. Yeah, um, talk to us about what goes into the process for selecting rookies of the year, because obviously we don't have one league-wide rookie of the year, it's per city. Um, who decides it? Is it you? Is it the coaches? What's the process in terms of deciding who the best rookie of the year is in this league? Yeah, it's purely down to clubs. Um, we, we we never want to sort of try and select just one rookie because there's so many new people try out the sport every year. And it's it's better that we, we give them an odd in their first year. So the Rookie of the Year award is purely open to first year rookies at any club. And it is down to the the coaches at the particular club on how they how they do it. So I know in, in Edinburgh myself, Rudy and Sylvan had a good discussion about who should deserve it. There's a few candidates. Um and it you know it doesn't always come down to the gameplay be down to effort and commitment. Yeah. And you know there's there's a lot that goes into making a good baseball player. So talk to us then about, uh, obviously in Edinburgh, it was Asuka Nakamaru Pinder that won the award. Uh, you mentioned that you and Ruri had uh, kind of decided that between you. What gave her the edge in particular in terms of on-field play uh, over everyone else? Because obviously Edinburgh's had quite a few rookie players um, come into the, the game uh, just this year. And what, what was it about Asuka that stood out? It was the commitment and the attitude that she showed. Um, like, she's not the greatest player and she's happy to admit that, but it's, if you put in the effort and you listen to the coaches, your coach will, you have a positive attitude to, to learning and you can see the growth every single week from Asker because she kept coming back. You know, she'd turn up to the social events, she'd come down to the game just to watch, not even play before she became a player. So it's yeah, purely down to purely down to a positive attitude. Excellent. I mean, and that's why that's why we have separate awards for MVPs. And rookies, I guess, isn't it? So um, that's fantastic. Thanks, man. Um, let's move on to the next kind of category, which would be gold gloves. I'm just going to bring this up here. So uh, I had a we'll question about the gold gloves. Do we move away from the turning gloves? <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> we tried to just align it with uh, MLB a bit. And also because we show up in searches. Run about silver slugging, uh, silver slugger and gold glove time. We got a few extra lines on our Twitter posts because we've used the words. Yeah, yeah. no, that was <laughs> one of those things when I was trying to do the post on Instagram. I'm like, wait, are we not using tartan glove anymore? <laughs> we should just make it like the copper glove and the titanium slugger. Just make it so, you know. <laughs> uh, we had a, like, the first year we did it. We had a lot of fun. You know, we had the uh, the tartan glove and I can't remember, the haggis basher was obviously what we called it there. So um, I was just, I remember, I was like, did we change that? I couldn't remember. I think that the home run crowd is still unofficially known as the haggis basher. Yes. The, I don't think the home run leader is still a haggis basher. Yeah. It's not like it's official title, but that's definitely still what um, we know. I mean, given, given who won it this year, it's pretty, it's pretty apt. I was just, I'll say nothing more until we get there. <laughs> Uh, let's go through the list of Gold Glove winners, though. Um, we'll start at pitcher. It was Kyle Huffy, who we're going to be hearing from quite a bit tonight. Uh, he had quite a night, Kyle, uh, which is quite you know obvious. I mean, he had such a great season that why would he not? Um, at catcher, Zach Damasco of the Glasgow Galaxy. First baseman, Gold Glove first baseman this year was Tom Knox of the Edinburgh Cannons. 
At second base of the champion Edinburgh Devils was Juan Suarez. Uh, Daniel Contreras of the Edinburgh Devils won the third baseball glove. Former Bog Paps and Bagpipes guest Marina De Angelis of the Fairport Breakers won the shortstop gold glove award. And the outfield gold glove winners were Kit Serrell of the Edinburgh Cannons, Danny Quinn of my Glasgow Comets, and Miles Peterson of the Glasgow Galaxy. Uh, Miles, of Miles Peterson, of course, a uh, well-known journeyman of, of Scottish baseball. He's probably played for, I think, every club at this point. Um, K-Port. He's doing K-Port next year. So. K-Port in two years. You're kind of just waiting for them to show up in an outfield armour, you know, like, and have to be free. And just be like, oh, yeah, well, I'll do it. Just to kind of complete He's say. a hell of a catcher as well. So. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, are there any names that jump out to you from that list, Paul, in terms of guys or girls who've had, you know, phenomenal defensive seasons in terms of, like, improvement or just taking their game to the next level? Well, <clears throat> uh, all of them to go. The pitcher was, it was a, close, a close call because, you know, Kyle had a great season. Uh, but arguably his defence was the one that really won them the league and the offence the Devils. Um, Zach, at catcher. Um, when I first saw Zach, it was down at the Battle of Britain. And that kid, that, that kid superb catcher. You can just see the talent losing out of him when he's, when he's there. Um, never got to see him that much in the league. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, Marina at shortstop, some of the plays she made in Edinburgh when I was on Bayern games, out of this world. You know, that she's making plays there that people just can't make. Um, and in the outfield, there's, there's so, many ta- so much talent out there that. Uh, it's hard to really pick, but those three are very well deserving. All centre fielders, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of centre fielders, I want to give a quick shout out, especially to Danny Quinn, my teammate. Um, obviously, I played quite a lot of baseball in left field alongside Danny in his first season. Um, to see him win what, what's now back to back centre field goal gloves uh, for the Comets uh, made me really proud on the night. And uh, I just Continue to be blown away by that guy every every year that we play together. Um, he just keeps going from strength to strength. And considering how good he started off, obviously he was a rookie of the year winner, in addition to a gold glove winner in 2019. Um, it's it's scary to think how how talented the boy is in centre field and how lucky we comets are to have him, uh, both um, in the field and also at the top of that that comets lineup as well, where they on base that he does. He gets uh, so uh, big shout out to Danny. And a massive congratulations to all of the winners. Um, like uh, Paul, you've said, they're all very deserving. Um, I've seen flashes of, I think, all of these players over the course of the year. And uh, I wholeheartedly agree that, you know, I think there, there were a few where you could maybe argue it a wee bit, but I think everyone who's, who's won the award has won it because they were deserving. Um, in particular, yeah, for sure, like I say, Danny. Um, I think Miles as well, and like with the Galaxy, um, he had a really great season, and Marina DeAngelis, uh, who every time I've seen her, she's just been far and away the best uh, player on the field for the Breakers. Um, so, yeah, very big congratulations to all of them. Do you have anything you want to add on the gold glove, Jason? No, I thought it was interesting that, that everyone came out there. There's a lot of names I, I had heard before and a lot of names I didn't know. So it's just nice to see the league's evolving and, and we're getting you know excellent players all around from, from every team and not just you know uh, one or two teams. Evolution is the theme of the show, Jason. We're going to talk about that <laughs> later on after we get past the awards. Let's move to the Silver Sluggers. 
Um, the Pitching Silver Slugger winner was Harris Yin for the Edinburgh Cannons. The Devils, Leo Hernandez at catcher. Tom Knox again. Uh, so he's not only a gold glove winner, he's a double award winner, winning the Silver Slugger Award at first base for the Edinburgh Cannons. Uh, well done, Tom. Juan Suarez of the Champion Devils. Again, he's, he's picked up a second base uh, Silver Slugger Award. Third base, David Johnson of the Granite City Oilers. Shortstop, Albert Rodriguez, Glasgow Comets. He was the home run crown winner this year. How many did he finish up on this year? Was it six he got, he got or was it seven? Hey, I can't remember that total. Uh, it may have been slightly less than that, but I know there was a game, I think, he hit, did he hit three? I think he had two in one game. Yeah, I think one of my teammates will have to correct me if I'm wrong, but he hit two or three at least. I think he hit two twice, potentially, and he, I think he might even hit three in one of them. Uh, someone correct me there if I've gone it wrong. Um, <laughs> Albert's, then, Albert's also back-to-back. Albert's lugger at Charleston. Yeah. And, so, and home. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like Albert, he, he, you know, he has such raw power and such athletic talent for a guy who, from what I've heard, never played organised baseball before he joined this league. How good that guy is. Um, I'm very uh, privileged to go to call him a teammate of mine, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Albert, congratulations, man, on another silver slugger and winning that home run crown. Uh, for the Edinburgh Devils, Alfredo Perez was the first outfield silver slugger winner. Miles Peterson has won another award. It's the silver slugger and outfield for the Glasgow Galaxy. And of the Tapeport Breakers, Ryan Mandala also won an outfield silver slugger. Any names that stick out to you, Paul, from that list? In terms um, of names that you've seen? Well, the outfield, apart from Alfredo, um, it was such a close close call there. Um, in the end, Miles snuck it over your teammate Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Can I argue who's part who stats later on? But no, Leo had a fantastic season. Uh, um home runs, Harris as well, did phenomenal. Uh, and then of course Albert just it's fingers for base, you know. <laughs> Both those Edinburgh teams top to bottom were very formidable offensive lineups. Um it's scary to think that they were as good as they were um and yet probably still have room for improvement. Uh, <laughs> you know, over the next two to three years, I think you're only going to see them get better because they, like every other team in Scotland, have a lot of young and, and, and experienced players. So as they continue to learn the game and get better and better, they're going to get even better. So it's just um, it's out, it's just outstanding to think how good they were, and, and yet we're probably going to see those two teams both uh, improve further as we go along in 2022 and beyond. Yeah, both Rory and Juan are looking to to improve their teams for next season. It's yeah, yeah. Great. I think Edinburgh, Edinburgh this year has kind of set a new bar, and it seems like that's happening every every year now with Scottish baseball, which I think is another sign of how far we've come as a sport. And um, the bar gets set higher and higher every year, and it's up to you know whichever the teams in whichever cities aren't winning titles to catch up and, and, and match that. And um, which brings in kind of where managers have to do well in recruitment and. You know, obviously the, the luck plays into it as uh, as you know as the interest there. But you know, when you look at the strides we've taken just in the last couple of years, and 
factor in the pandemic and everything that's done to the game over the last year and a half. I think it's just it's a great advert for baseball, this awards uh, ceremony. When you look at the, the plethora of different backgrounds that people come from, the men and women winning awards, uh, you know, such close-fought um, sort of top threes in pretty much every award category as well. It's, it's great to see. It's been great to see everything there. Um, I had it under an authority. The cannons were all in on Max Scherzer this, for next season, but we only had forty-two million. So you know, uh, you know, you just need that one. You just need that extra one point three million to. Get exactly. So no, it's it's great to see that you know you're getting such diverse people here, and it's getting better and better. And, and it just seems to be the, the league has gone from strength to strength. And you know, next year is going to be even better, just you know, with what it is, and, it, and it's growing. It's fantastic to see. Um, let's move on to the MVP award that was won by Kyle Huffy. Um, now, I would have thought it would have been close to unanimous, but on the night you said that it was an extremely close vote. It um, was, yeah. How close are we talking here, and who was the closest challenger? Um, so, the, the way the awards are set up, um, it's you can't vote for your own team. So, the percentages of votes are the total minus your own team's votes. Um, so the Kyle did have over half of them. Um, but because of the way it worked out, it was it was still quite close between him and Marina. Um, and again, I think that's down to her leadership and pure talent, to be honest. Um, so yeah, and Tom Knox had a good number of votes as well. But yeah, yeah Kyle ended up, you can, in my opinion, the deserve crown. You know, he had an unbeaten season. One yeah. Yeah, Devils lost. Devils ended up. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so says it. yeah uh, I mean, I think Jason and I have talked about this quite a bit during the general season of the ball caps and bagpipes week to week. I don't think that from 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 my perspective in particular, like, I don't think there was ever anybody that really challenged Kyle for MVP. Um, like you say, he... He went undefeated. I mean, if you pitch that well and pitched in an undefeated season and are the key reason um, for your for your for your team winning a championship, then I mean it's pretty obvious that you must be the most valuable player in the league. Um, you know, I'm very interested in the process that you put together for deciding awards though, because it allows a bit more parity and it allows every team to have their say and it gives everybody an opportunity to win something um, if they play well at, at the highest level they can. Um, so that's very interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyle, I think, deserved MVP. Jason, I know you, you probably agree with that. Uh, we've discussed that quite a bit on the show. Yeah, I mean, from what I've known, we get the stats each week, it sounded like Kyle was doing probably the most dominant thing out there day in, day out. And, you know, as a former pitcher, I know what you have to do to win games, you know, it's a, it's, it's a tough one out there. So if you can be, you know, go a whole season without losing one, more power to you. Yeah, that's, Kyle was on my team, you know, head of the Giants. And uh, I would always, I would be pulling my hair out trying to get the performance he had this year out of him. This is absolutely the best I've pitch. On fire. Yeah, I mean, I think this, this just proves what a lot of people have thought for a long, long time, that a focused Kyle is one of the most dangerous arms that you can face in Scotland. And he's always had that potential in him. He's always had the talent. He's always been capable of pitching, you know, a gym against any team in this league, against any player that he comes up against. If 
for him to have put all the pieces together and, and managed to maintain that over a full year, and not, not only that, but show leadership as well on the sidelines, um, that can only bode well for the Edinburgh Devils. Yeah. Now let's move on to the President's Award. That's an award that you give uh, once, once every year. Um, who was the President's Award uh, recipient this year again, and uh, what was your reasoning behind it? Uh, this year, I decided to give it to Jason West, um, and this this award is it was, it's something I've done personally just to recognise the our commitment. It's not just playing baseball. So you know, the first time I did it, it was for Connor and Ren for their GB involvement. Uh, this time, Jason West on not only putting together a great awards night, but pulling together a a team. Surviving a pandemic, you know, you know, of not playing, even that team, building one of the best diamonds in Scotland, and just um, the, the constant commitment that man shows, it's it's unbelievable. I, I, I really believe he can achieve anything. You know? It's well earned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a living embodiment of the bit from Feel the Dreams. You know, if you build it, they'll come. <laughs> he literally, he literally went out and he built it in the pit. <laughs> I think that you know the guy. The guy has such an infectious passion for baseball that I think he could probably walk into like a high school full of people that don't know anything about it and walk away with two or three recruits. He's <laughs> just, he's just that infectious in his passion for the game, you know. And and for him to have come to Scotland to play the wee bit as a galaxy, but he's kind of taken a step back from playing and has just taken on this role of elder statesman in the Dundee area. Um, in terms of building baseball and, and growing the game, and look at the strides they've made in one season. You know, they they went ahead and they when it came time for uh, the Caledonia Classic tournament, they were right in the mix. The mix, you know, they they finally got that last win of the year on the last day. And uh, Jason delighted in recounting to me that I had mentioned uh, ahead of their last game. I had said something along the lines of, it's really a shame that it's not likely the Breakers are going to get that first win this year. And then, of course, the, the one week that I said, they're going to, they're going to, the one week that I didn't say, you know, they're going to win one before it's over, they went ahead and they won. And then, uh, obviously, with Shin Yen coming in, that's a great piece for them to build off. That and was a bit of a piece of Jason's puzzle, really. It was, it was Shin Yen, because having Shin Yen in the team allows. Ryan and Marina to play in their natural positions, which strengthens up the outfield, strengthens mm -hmm. up the and just yeah, it goes together. Rather. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to be a scary proposition looking forward. Um, you know, they, they get they got right in the mix when it came time for the Caledonia Classic. Um, so, tape up because uh, when you look at how quickly they put together that baseball club, um, how high the interest level is among the people out there. Um, and the field is absolutely gorgeous. I think it's the best field in Scotland. I've never been to your still in uni field yet. <laughs> I've heard good things about that, Paul. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know it holds a very special place in your heart still in uni. Um, but for me, that's the best, uh, the best, the best Paul Park that I've been to in Scotland. Um, so Jason West, I think, for everything he's done to put that together as a very deserving um, recipient of the President's Award. And congratulations to Jason. We know um, Jason's you, probably watching. And I, I want to know. You mentioned Field of Dreams. I'm, I'm just curious who would play Jason West in Field if we did Field of Dreams as Jason West. So, uh, Jason, <laughs> I expect a comment. 
the beer. <laughs> Who's going to play you in the movie version of, of Scottish Field of Dreams? <laughs> um, so you debuted a new category, which is Services to Scottish Baseball this year. Um, that's separate from the President's Award. Um, so first off, I want to know why you've added a separate category on top of the President's Award. It was actually a side dicky chatting with him. Um, and he suggested, you know, that there's a lot of people that do things in the league that don't just don't get recognised. And the first one was nominated by him, and I spoke to a few other people, and uh, they completely agreed. So, no, it's do a thunder for <laughs> the first award winner, but yeah, um, it, it, it sort of came for that. And then I just looked at the, the wider picture on what has went well this year, what has been a a huge win for Scottish baseball as a whole, and I come up with three award winners. Yeah, um, so the, the first one uh, who I was very proud to see, um, a guy that I've known for about part of 10 years, I've been a teammate, I've been an adversary when he was uh, with the, Jack, the, the Galaxy for a short while, um, and then he came back to the comments for this last year. Uh, Juan Cow, who played his final game with us uh, when we played the Glasgow Cup game, against the Galaxy a couple of months back. Um, he was the first recipient of the of the, the Services Scottish Baseball Award in terms of the order that you read, that read them out in. Um, I was super proud to see that. I was so happy for him. Obviously, obviously he wasn't he wasn't there on the night, unfortunately, um, to be able to, to say that um, in person. But um, when you look at what Joanne's done in terms of developing players in Glasgow, I think if he's not going to be around, um, you're going to really feel his presence not being around. You're going to feel how missed how missed he'll be. Um, he's always been great with advice for new players. He's always been extremely patient. He's always been really uplifting as well. Like if you have if you have a, if you make a mistake or you have a bad play, he'll sit with you and he'll explain to you what you've done wrong. Um, and he does it. He's able. To, he's one of these people that's able to do it in a way that you don't realise you've done something wrong. You, you feel like you've learned something. And that's the best way to coach someone, you know, the best way to tell someone they've done something wrong is to tell them just how, is to make sure that they leave the conversation knowing how to do it right next time, rather than feeling like, oh, I've fucked up, um, he's getting on my back, you know, there's, there's, it takes a special talent to be able to do that, um, and Chuan's always been really great at that, um, he's, 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 he's chat, he's laugh, he's laugh, you know, the laughs that we've had together on the bench are going to be so missed, um, Chuan's been, Chuan's been a, a, a very integral part of my development early on uh, as a player. So, you know, I can't, I can't say enough about what Chuan means to, to Glasgow baseball. You know, the fact that he's been recognised with that award, I think, is, is very fitting. The Tapeworth Baseball Club Facebook says, shout out to Paul as well for all his efforts and representing Baseball Scotland on a national level. And also to all the umpires and referees, especially those who are just getting started on that side of things. Paul Gardner has said Jason Momoa should play Jason West. However, it looks like Jason has said Dave Batista would be a, a better fit. Um, I agree with Dave Batista. <laughs> I like, I mean, I'm a big fan of Dave Batista, so I would, I would go with Batista if, I, if it was me that was picking. If I was the casting director on that movie, you better believe I'm hiring Big Dave. Um, this is about this the team is evolution today. Um, Mickey Tarion Walton, I love that name. I'm going to call him Henrik. So Mickey Tarion has said, uh, "Well done, Kyle. 
uh, for winning SNBL's Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> He's a definitely a more deserving winner than Messi was anyway this year, I have to, have to say. Uh, Andy Sweeney says, I'm sure those home runs had nothing to do with your fence positioning. I don't know whether he's talking about Glasgow or Edinburgh. I don't know if he's describing <laughs> my comments. He might have problems here. I think, if uh, I remember short. correctly, Glasgow's left field fence was rather short. Uh, <laughs> <Is> Edinburgh. <laughs> I mean, Edinburgh's, Edinburgh's right field is literally a puddle about 100 feet from home place. <laughs> so you know the funny thing is, it's about 10 or 15 feet difference, at least it used to be, yeah. between right field and left field. We measured it out. Yeah. It's crazy how short that right field feels. I guess it's just because of how busy that corner is. Yeah, and, and the hill just makes it look much shorter than it really is because we measured yeah. it out about 260, 265, um, which is so short. It's about 280 now. We've moved the field slightly more away from the marsh, so we get right. 280. Oh, it's a well, good thing I retired a few years ago. I don't think I would have hit 280. <laughs> <laughs> the dynamics of the ballpark. Um, big Stuart Anstead, who we know very well, Jason has said, uh, love seeing you guys talking baseball after the MLB season ended over here. Going through baseball withdrawals, hope things are going well for you. Stuart, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll have to catch up soon. Um, it's been too long. Um, let's move on to the next uh, services to Scottish baseball winner. Um, who was me. <laughs> and, uh, that's kind of, yeah, that was an award um, that, I, speaking for both of us, I think, Jason, you know, for us to have done this show for the last three years, um, the amount of effort we've, we've put into it to have that effort be acknowledged by yourself, Paul, meant a lot to both of us. Um, you know, ball caps and bagpipe stuff, you know, just a kind of wee, something for, for Jason to do to stay involved in baseball and um, it's kept me going through some pretty tough times mental health wise over the last couple of years which I don't think a lot of people know um, you know there have been some weeks where the only highlight for me that was worth getting out of bed for was doing the show with Jason um, so to have that recognition and to have people um, you know there's been so many comments and so many messages from people saying like it's well deserved and, and congratulating uh, myself and the show um, so to have that happen um, has made it, it worthwhile. I think you know it's, it's we've had a, we've we put a lot of energy into it, particularly like last year when we were very fortunate to do the NLB Mark stuff. And um, it was very difficult stuff. It was it was you know for three weeks we were doing two and sometimes three and even once or twice we had four interviews a night. Um, it was exhausting, um, but. It, to get this recognition makes all of that worthwhile to be able to kind of fly the flag for Scottish baseball. And like we just said, we've got Stuart Anstead watching tonight. Um, so thank you so very much for that, Paul, and for everybody who continues to watch and listen. Without the people who tune in every week, we wouldn't have any reason to do this. So we have to certainly mention them. I think my favourite part was I get a text in the middle of the night, did you know? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, what? I didn't know anything. I won an award. <laughs> yeah. What to be fair, John, Jason didn't even know he was going to the Hall of Fame. What I did want to, what I did want to ask is, why was it me and not us? Uh, well, to be honest, it was Jason's already in the Hall of Fame. He's you can't get a higher recognition than being in. The Hall of Fame, you know, it was one of the first inductees as well. Jason's done so much for Scottish baseball, it's, it's hard to even quantify. So to tag this on top of it is a mere blip in his radar. You know, it's it's Jason's in, instrumental to baseball Scotland existing. Um, and I trust that he knows that. Yeah. 
Um, Jason so this... Stewart monument in Edinburgh, I think. <laughs> if I get the money, there will be a there will be a little statue, a little bust of Jason. <laughs> that, that one right there. <laughs> I feel this Wolfie deserves one more than I do, so we'll, I'll look at Wolfie one first. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get onto that one later, but uh, yeah. So the the, the word was it was for you, John, because you've put in a lot of effort as well as Jason does, and the passion you've shown for the for the, the game here is is unrivaled. Um, through this podcast, and it's the comments like Stuart said, knowing that it's reaching a wider audience than just our local community, is it? It really means a lot to me that this exists. And um, so my way of saying thank you. Well, thank you, man. Let's move on to the third, and uh, for my money, the most notable um, of the the three services Scottish baseball winners. The third was uh, won by Stephen Evans in Aberdeen. Um, talk to me about his award. Uh, we all know kind of the effect that he's had on Scottish baseball, but what was your thinking behind the awarding him that particular award? Uh, it was a, a sort of culmination, as I said in the little uh, speech on the night, that even when Stephen left the country, was over in America, he at home he was he was still pushing the, the baseball Scotland message. You know, me and him had many conversations early hours in the morning because of the time difference. But <laughs> yeah, but he, He's, he's, he's fully committed to Scottish baseball and he's now been appointed the hitting coach for the GB Women's National Team. He's helping fly the flag down there as well and he never lets it be not known that he is part of Baseball Scotland. Mm, I don't have an answer for that. That's well, that's just too bad. <laughs> in all the shows we've done, we've been probably close to 100 shows. Alexa's never been on before. <laughs> um, but well-deserved. I mean, I, I, I mean, I know Stephen, when he first came up, I think it was 2013 when he came out to Aberde- Aberdeen. And, and, you know, the time and effort he's put into it in the last, in the last you know, eight years is, is immense, you know. And it's, he's only gotten more and more involved as time's gone on. So it's absolutely well-deserved for him. Um, this is something else worth mentioning as well that Stephen came back. He's, he's at Stirling University, and he 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 wasn't planning on being part of Aberdeen Baseball Club, the club that he started. Um, he thought it was too far of a travel, but he turned around and changed, he changed his mind on that one and committed himself to Aberdeen for the year, and travelled up and down there every week. You know, it's, yeah, that's um, <laughs> No, not not just for away games, every game. <laughs> so. Um, so that yeah, so those were the three the three services to Scottish baseball award. Sorry, I'm still rattled through that Alexa interruption there. Um I believe that that's all of the individual honours. Obviously the the league trophy, the Caledonia Cup, they were also officially presented to the Edinburgh Devils, um, who we've said before on the show, very deserving winners of the league this year, and to see them send back to the top of that league in the fashion that they did, um, you know, it's not just a, it was a hard-fought league to a point, but they were always so consistently good that it was always going to be very difficult to knock them off that perch, and in the end it turned out that no one was capable of doing so. Um, we expect big things from both Edinburgh teams, I think, moving forward into next year. Uh, I think we expect big things from all of the clubs uh, who will be featured in Scottish baseball next year. That takes us on to the two major announcements that you made on the night that I wanted to touch on. 
The first one is the Scotland national team. Uh, it's going to be three different levels moving forward. Talk to us about that. How did that decision come to be and what will that mean in real terms? Well, this is purely a decision just now. <laughs> it was a sort of nod to... Just like, British baseball as a whole is played across three levels. And I've been part of the British Baseball Council um, for years now. That was set up in the from all the independent leagues that are in the UK. British baseball's politics are a little bit of a mess, but it's getting better, a lot better now. Um, and it's played across three levels. As we are branching into play two different levels in our league, um, it made sense that players could then play under a Scotland jersey at those level. So one of the things the British Baseball Council spoke about was that we need to hold more tournaments, but specify a level. So the Battle for Britain tournament is a triple-A level tournament. It's it's hard for but it's called triple-A tournaments and single-A tournaments. And it's really hard for us to send teams down south as just one collective team because you need pitch and you need numbers. So it makes more sense to send a Scotland and then just pick the players that are deserving of that level to play that tournament um, in order to get people more experience playing in other fields and allow us to actually put down a good representation of the league. So that was the reason behind it. So that brings me then on to my, my next and last main question. Um, two divisions. Moving forward, the Dev League has been a very popular idea this year, and that's being scrapped in its current form in favour of a two-division setup. It will be A-ball and AAA. Um, before we get into the, the ins and outs of those two divisions, um, I wanted to ask you, how are we going to, how are we as Scottish baseball going to build a double-A national team out of AAA and A? Has yeah, well, we're going to have to rank the, the players in the league. Um, the reason we're not going to league because right now we we're st- there's still a mix there's still a lot of players that are very single A players but there's a lot of players that are also double A and just not quite triple A level um, so we're branding it single A just now because we want to try and keep that door open to allow new players to keep coming in and yeah. the whole message based on what's going out there since the very beginning when Jason's involved up was it's for everybody to play if you want to play baseball in this country, here's a space where you can do it. Yeah. We want to keep that door open. So having the AAA level for the competitive players is fantastic. It keeps those players interested. Also allows new players to take part in a single A league. But it's a little bit more relaxed. Still competitive, but no one's gonna roar at you for dropping the ball at shortstop and costing the game, you know. Um it's that thing. So what can you tell us about the structure? Um, in terms of, so you've got AAA, I would assume that that's going to be largely, that'll remain largely unchanged, I would imagine. Um, will single A just be the development teams of each club? Is it going to be up to the clubs themselves? How many teams per division are we looking at? And uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on is the fact that you mentioned that single A players will be playing full games, which then obviously brings in the question of when are the games going to be fit in? These are all questions I cannot answer at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, the Development League was brought in as a sort of test for this. Appetite there would be for it. Um, in order to allow us to be at AAA level because being the AAA level down, down south, I knew that our clubs could form a AAA team. No. 
um, if that meant, you know, like Edinburgh did having to amalgamate some of the giants that were left into the, the two teams, and that's what kind of had to happen. But then it could eliminate some of the new players and the lesser uh, able among to play at that higher level. Um, so that's where the development league came in, is to give players game time. And then because of the popularity of it, especially in basketball, you, you guys bang out of the park every time. You, you turn up watch the games. Um, I think the, the the makeup of the division, the A-League, is just going to have to be the clubs. I think in Edinburgh, we're only going to field one team in that league. And going to start off with it anyway. Glasgow's probably not going to um, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Tate and Aberdeen. But yeah, this 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 is all to find out. One, how many players, how many teams are going to be in it? How many can play, field availability? There's a whole lot of questions to answer, but we're, we are committed as a league, as an organisation, to deliver two divisions next year. If I was to hold a gun to your head and ask you, what's the structure of game day going to be like moving forward? What do you foresee it being? I, mean, I know you can't answer these questions for definite until you've had more discussions with the managers and, and the board. Um, but what do you envision the structure of game day being now? Are there going to be games on separate days of the weekend? Are we going to look at potentially midweek games? How are we going to fit the full games in? I think it's just going to have to stick to that. Um, but we involve one team starting a little bit earlier than the other. How that exactly works, we're going to have to discuss. But I, I would like to see both of them played on a Sunday, just back to back. We have the seven inning structure. Um, that works across the rest of the, the the UK very well, double header seven inning games. So there's no reason why we can't do that up here. Just to games at different levels. There might have to be a time limit, but it's not going to be anywhere near as restrictive as the development yeah. league. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun getting a couple of innings in, but yeah, I think that the decision to move it to full games is great. Um, you know, if you're playing full games against players that are kind of more at your level, it, it, it's a better way to develop as a player um, and become better and start to work towards the AAA level. If, if us if us single A guys and girls are playing against each other every week, we're going to get better at the game naturally, and then that's going to let us knock on the door to the AAA, and then we can potentially get a few innings here and there at AAA. Um, and test ourselves against the kind of better players in the league. Um, so I think that that's a really good idea in terms of the structure. Um, One the, thing I want to make clear is that there's going to be no restriction on a player playing at AAA level if we'll start off. We're not going to need perfect transfer or anything like that. It's just going to be, yeah, you can. You can <laughs> will there be any restrictions back the way? Will, will there be restrictions against AAA players in A-games? I think we'll have to put on some of it when I make it competitive. Um, yeah. That's going to be discussed with the, with the managers and league board. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, food for thought, Paul. Um, we'll have to catch up with you again in the spring when we come back for season four and really flesh these out after the uh, after the meetings are all over. Um, but uh, that's all for me tonight. Thank you so very much for joining us to talk about the awards dinner and these uh, two amazing announcements that you've made. Uh, I think can you're I, going to make Scottish can baseball. Ask a, can I ask a question? Um, Absolutely. For these three sort of Scotland national teams, uh, the national team is the GB. Um, Scotland team, because we can't form the Scottish national team, they'll need three distinct names. Now, there's there's one name I'm definitely putting into one of them, and that is the Scottish werewolves. 
after. <laughs> I was after hoping it was, as werewolves. soon as you said that, I was <laughs> hoping the werewolves were going to be one. Yep. So the werewolves would be one of them. I don't know what level it's going to be at. Um, but yeah, we'll need, we'll need to name another two levels. So uh, anybody listening can send suggestions. That sounds like a contest we need to have. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to need to put something out there in terms of a contest and see if... Uh, we can get a community a community consensus on what the other two names should be. Um, uh, yeah, we'll just call ourselves the national team and they're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think because we could probably reach out to Stuart and the rest of the guys that we know in the art community there uh, and we could have full branding behind it as well too. That was, that was going to be my extra request. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm sure we can have it happen. And uh, and funny enough, I know somebody that can print cards now, so we can actually have player cards for next year. We can blank the photographs ready for the suggestion. That's it's, it's good. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk off screen another I need, I need time. To get the I need something to get me a parrot so I can recreate <laughs> that legendary... Or the, uh, the old John Wetland guitar. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yes, yeah, we'll do that. It sounds like we should, uh, that might be something to do January, February when it's like spring training and interest is up there and, and have a competition to uh, name the teams because that could be a lot of fun. But I love the werewolf idea. That's a fantastic one. Well, Stuart says I'm in. So we need to, Paul, get in touch with Stuart and uh, you guys can chat. <laughs> uh, and we'll get something sorted in terms of branding for the new national teams. Um, or the you know the, the regional it's the national <laughs> <laughs> never mind all that mon- nonsense um, baseball Scotland NFTs as well I still don't know what NFTs Jason, like, I think Jason has tried to explain what NFTs are to me about three or four times Paul Gardner is the happiest bashers I mean we don't want to be laughed off the field Paul come on <laughs> I don't know there's a I see representing one of these Midlands that the fire be getting, so you never know. I mean, guys, there was the, the Bolton Robots of Doom, so, yeah. you know, why, why stop there? Uh, haggis Bashers, I mean, we might as well call ourselves the Sheep Shaggers, let's be honest. <laughs> you went there, John. There was a line, you crossed it. Uh, That's what I do, Jason, across <laughs> lines. Um, so, yeah, uh, Stuart Sin, um, Said says, Baseball Scotland NFTs, yeah. we're going to need to sit down again later tonight, Jason, you'll have to explain to me for the millionth time what an NFT actually is. <laughs> Mkhitaryan says, ball caps and bagpipes to host next year's SNBL award night. I'm wholeheartedly behind that idea, 100% in favour of that. Uh, well done on the work that we do uh, from James Seahar. Thanks so much, James. He watches every week uh, without people like you, Jim. Uh, this show wouldn't exist anymore because it's people like you that we do it every week. Uh, table a great season uh, yeah it was and thank you to all the players and, and luminaries of Scottish baseball who come on the show every week to talk to us uh, particularly yourself Paul you've made time whenever we've asked to come for you to come on and, dis- and explain your decision making to us uh, in detail um, so it's, uh, uh, on a live broadcast as well as so you can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah can't it be easy now uh, doing it on a live video I'm still not really used to it Myself. Zero prep. <laughs> yeah. But um Paul, I'm not from Aberdeen. <laughs> well, he said it, not me. <laughs> All right. Well, before you go, and I'm sure it was mentioned at the award show, which I was good I couldn't make it. Paul, give yourself a big pat in the back for everything you do there. Another successful season in the books, and everyone's looking forward to seeing what comes up next season. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, that's up. That, that's the, probably the perfect place to end on tonight. Thank you so very much to everyone who's watched over the course of season three. Uh, we are going to be checking out until February-ish. We'll be back for season four in about February. Yeah, we've got some guests lined up that we, we need to go and get them there. We've got some old timers we're going to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be back uh, around uh, spring training time to start to kickstart season four. We'll be covering Scottish baseball week to week um, next year. Hopefully we'll get a full season in, um, and it's going to be really exciting to cover two different levels of baseball in Scotland and see how that dynamic changes things. Uh, if you want to keep up with us in the meantime, obviously if you're on Facebook watching live, you know it's facebook.com slash caps and pipes. It's Twitter, it's at Caps and Pipes. You can also find us uh, on YouTube. Just search for Caps and Pipes on YouTube. Um, and uh, we're on Instagram as well. It's Ball Caps and Bagpipes, but I don't bother yep. with, I don't know we're on that. how much don't content you on there. <laughs> so that's Jason's thing. Uh, thank you so very much uh, to everyone for listening and watching. The audio version of this will be out in about two hours. So look out for that. Um, if you would rather not have to put up your faces for, for an hour. Um, thanks again, Paul, for joining us. Uh, it's at Scots underscore baseball on Twitter. And um, I don't even know if we should bother with the website because it's it's been... It's broken. Yeah, website. Yeah, it's pretty broken, <laughs> isn't it? Um, broken. We hopefully we'll have a new website up and yeah, running. Yeah, our, our host has uh, disappeared. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking the ball caps and back. I was like, well, we, we did a website. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we are going to have a blog next season, um, which we'll get into in February. I'm going to be working in the background towards that. Uh, we'll be posting Scottish baseball thoughts and memories and inviting other people to do the same. Uh, we'll do some sort of transcripts of the podcast interviews on there as well. So that's that's all in the background and will be coming next season. Assuming that I can get off my fat arse and get it done in time. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks again, guys. And uh, that's going to be it. Good night. All right, guys. Take it easy. Happy holidays, everyone. Stay safe. We'll see you in spring training. See you in February.